Welcome, everybody, to this, what may very well be the shittiest-sounding episode of Life in the World to Come ever recorded. An episode that sounds so shitty that there is a very real chance you're listening to this through, like, a, through like an old-timey radio filter that I put in in GarageBand to make any of this seem intentional and not just, like, a, a me being a victim of circumstance. Uh, it's just me today. Just, just, just me for this one. Um, Will is on tour. Um, I don't know what kind of tour. His people didn't tell me. Uh, it's. Uh, I usually, I usually talk to his people. We don't talk a lot outside of the podcast. Usually, he sends some kind of ambassador or uh, or envoy or like a or like a poor person that he threw a twenty to twenty at. You know, just crumpled up a twenty and and. Uh, and threw them at a poor person, not like a homeless person, just like a poor person, like a person who just like makes less a year than he does, and he does, and he said, "Hey, hey, fuck! I I need you to go tell my friend that I'm I can't uh, that I'm that I'm gonna be away on on tour." Uh, so he's on tour right now. I don't know what kind of tour. Uh, I'm assuming like a like a bird watching tour, maybe, or like a or like a covered bridges tour. Like a tour of, um, like a tour of New England's many covered bridges, where you just kind of drive from covered bridge to covered bridge and just like take pictures of it. Uh, yeah. So Will 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 couldn't be here because of his dumb fucking bridge hobby, and uh, uh, <laughs> it might it, it, you know I was thinking it might be a while until we might be able to uh, get together and record again, and the podcast is officially making enough money a month on Patreon that I feel guilty for not um, for not putting stuff out. So here we are. I'm trying a solo cast. Maybe this never gets put out. Maybe no one ever hears this because it's not going to be good. <laughs> this is not going to be up to your, I'm sure, incredibly high standards. Uh, but, uh, you know, I want to I I give you guys a little something to listen to so that you don't forget about us. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, uh, I feel like recently on the podcast we haven't been answering nearly as many questions. So um, I, thought I'd maybe, I thought I'd maybe take some time today, an hour or like 45 minutes or maybe like a half hour, depending on what I can handle, and uh, just go through some of these some, – some, some apocalypse questions for once. Remember when that was what the podcast was, when we did that on a regular basis? Um, I just farted twice. Could you hear that? Okay, so let's let's see. I'm gonna go through some questions here, and we're just gonna see what happens. You know, this is a nice, this is an experimental episode. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is already going great. This is already the it, it, man. If if you guys thought I had a natural rapport with William, you you're gonna you're gonna love the natural rapport I have just with myself. Um, okay, so our first question is, comes from Asher. It says, uh, hey, uh, I work at the front desk of a gym in my city, and it's honestly horrible. Will gyms still exist in the world to come? If so, will I still feel obligated to work at it because my therapist got me the job? 
All right, so this is this is a, ma a many faceted question. First of all, will gyms still exist? It's, well, you know, I, I feel like this is going to sound like a cop out answer, and it's an answer that we give a lot, but it's going to depend on what your definition of uh, of, a, of what a gym is. Um, as much as it's like a formal institution that you like pay for, um, may, maybe not so much that, but like there's going to be a lot of training that's going to be necessary for you to survive. Um, and the good news is a lot of that training is going to come for free. Um, normally, you know, you would have to pay, I don't know, like what, like somewhere between 10 and $20 a month for a gym membership. So you can like go on a treadmill and run in place. And uh, you're not going to need a treadmill because you're going to be chased. Uh, just uh, chased. You, you will be pursued um, at all hours of the day by all manner of, of people and creatures. Um and then you know that's not like a that's not like a guarantee or anything. It's just it's it's you know the 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 world is going to be a very dangerous place. So you're going to have to do a lot of running. So your cardio is taken care of um, in terms of stuff like weightlifting. Um, you know, <laughs> something something. Yeah. In in terms of in in terms of weightlifting. Um, well, again, like the thing about weightlifting is that it's it's mostly you're not training functional muscle there you know you're training aesthetic muscle uh which is not nearly as is as, as uh as useful in the world to come i mean you're you always want to look hot that's that's always going to be something but like uh you know it, it, it's it's going to be less important to have abs and more important to have like a very thick and muscular neck like you know thick and muscular enough that like uh that like a blade can't get all the way through it um you know, just so that you have a little bit more agency in the world to come, because you're gonna, you know, uh, you know, if 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 the big boss dislikes, you know, if the big if the big if the big boss gets jealous of your hot rock and bod because you've been lifting weights and everyone else has just been fleeing uh, for their exercise and and decides that he wants to decapitate you, um, you know, you're gonna want to have a thick neck to at the very least, you know, make make the make 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 the business a little bit more complicated for him um and you know as as for uh will you still be obligated to work there because your therapist got you the job um well it depends it depends on your relationship with your therapist is your therapist a good therapist or are they a fucking bird you know that joke's pretty funny if you listen to the last episode of the podcast where we explained to you that therapists are birds and evil um I gotta say, a lot of the jokes we make don't hold up episode to episode. Like, if you just kind of reference them in the middle of a new bit with no context, it's just like kind of, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, fucking bird therapists? I don't know. Look, I don't, I don't choose what I see. I, I just, what I, I, every night, I just crawl into my bed that is not so much a bed, but just like a huge pile of, of cocaine that I've, uh, that I've accumulated. And uh, I, I crawl into that and I do meth in there. And, um, and I have, and I have these visions and the visions tell me that the therapists are birds and that birds are bad. Um, so yeah, don't feel obligated to, to keep your job because your therapist got it for you. They're your enemy. Um, they're keeping you from being your fullest and most natural self. Uh, I think that, you know, uh, look, mental health is important, but like, uh, you know, I've, I've never been one of those. Look, I've never. <laughs> what, what the fuck am I about to say? I've never been one of those guys who's like, uh, you know, you, 
that like genius uh, comes from a lack of mental health that like the more fucked up you are, the better you are at at, like art or whatever. Uh, But I do think it helps, you know, (laughs) like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say that. Like, I think here, this is my theory is that there's, there are people out there who, who work, who create really good work when they are feeling happy and safe and comfortable. And there are people out there who create really good work uh, when they're, in the opposite of that mental state, right? Where they're, they're kind of like, they, they do their best work when they're on edge, when they're, when they're feeling, you know, like, fucked up. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and I think, and, and I think for some people, the reason that, like, you see so many people who, uh, I don't really know what I'm saying, but the reason that you see so many uh, examples of, 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 like, tortured artists and, like, these, these people who created these beautiful things when they were, like so fucked up it's not because being fucked up gives you superpowers it's that some people have like it's that that, like you know some people do better work when they're sad and their brains are also wired so that like they're sad all the time and it's that's like a that's like a cheat code it's like that's that's exploiting the meta of creativity um you found a, a weird little glitch to to make sure that you uh that like I don't know that the shit you do is cooler than everyone else's. Um, so if that kind of your if you're that kind of person, fuck your therapist, I guess. Um, th- uh, th- throw throw a stone at him, the fucking bird. All right, bad start. What's the next question? Um, hi, Chris and Will. Will's not here. He's looking at bridges. Uh, I always get these annoying ads for BetterHelp.com, and I was wondering what the deal with BetterHelp.com would be in the world to come. Um, it's a fucking bird factory, my guy. They're just they're just churning out therapists, and not even real therapists. Like, like fake. Uh, like took took a couple years of college psychology therapists. Um. I mean, if you want better help, I'm, there, there's only one thing that you can that you can rely on, and that's the feeling of, of cold steel and a and a light light sensitive trigger in your grip. That's the only help you need, you know, for a physical and mental health. Because you know, if the mental health gets too bad, you know, you can you can use that to take care of it in whatever way you you think is appropriate. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, there's not going to be, like, a website, but, like, you can... Yeah, it's the thing. Like, BetterHelp.com is going to be less of a... Uh, less of, like, an online therapy thing and more of, like, a, uh, a firearms delivery service. They're still going to be around, but they're not going to help you with your problems. They're just going to send you a gun and be like, here's your fucking solution, you know? Do what you need to do. Uh, be a be a man for once in your life, which is going to be an issue for anyone, uh, any female people <laughs> writing into them. But uh, that look, it's it's their it's going to be that's that's going to be their fucking <laughs> that's good. That's going to be better helps new slogan is be a fucking man about it. It's going to suck like they're I feel like they're a bad service now and it's it's only going to get worse. They're going to get weird and misogynist and also like super into guns 
and they're going to be like, mental health is for pansies. It's for it's for the weak. We were wrong the whole time. What you just what you need what you need is is a fucking big iron, my guy. Have you tried Have you tried shooting your insecurity? Have you Have you Have you tried Have you tried uh, holding hold, holding uh, the barrel of a gun up against the temple of your burnout and saying, "Listen to me, motherfucker. I'm in control now." You know that's what they won't tell you in therapy is that it, like your all of your mental health issues disappear the moment you the moment you hold a gun and uh and you know and big pharma doesn't want that getting out cuz you know they can they can they can they can sell you a prescription for fucking Prozac or Lexapro or whatever it is that you take and they'll just like kind of keep fucking taking that insurance money until the day that you die or you could spend like I don't know how much a gun costs like I'm going to guess $400 on like a fucking Desert Eagle and you don't even need to shoot it at anyone. You just hold it in your hand, feel its weight, its power. And, and now you have no reason to be insecure because you're a god now. You hold the power of life and death within your palm. You, you, cho- you choose the destiny of the people around you. Their fate is in your hands. And suddenly you're not thinking about your problems anymore. You're thinking about their problems and how you're going to be their problem um, and how you're gonna you're gonna take their gold and food, and shelter. So yeah, uh, yeah no, uh, better better help's still gonna be there, but they're ju- they're probably more than likely just gonna send you some guns. Okay, how far into into this am I? Thirteen minutes. That's pretty good. I can keep doing this. I feel like the first question was kind of a kind of a fucking dud, but I, I maybe said some funny stuff in there. Let's keep looking. I wonder what kind of bridge Willow's looking at right now. Like just a nice kind of, just like a nice red painted uh, covered bridge. You know, I, I, I learned that the reason the most covered bridges are painted red is because you know, back back in the day, it was it was you could kind of mix mix rust in with uh, with red paint, and it would kind of extend the life of the paint. You get more out of it, and that's why like so many barns and covered bridges are red. Which I'm sure Will knows now. Um, I mean, he's been been gone for a couple of weeks, um, and when he gets back, you know, we'll we'll go, we'll go, we'll we'll, we'll kind of do a nice download with him. He'll uh, tell us all about the covered bridges. A really nice episode. Hi, Chris and Will. Again, Will's uh, not here. Uh, he's he's taking photos of like an old of of old wooden structures. Um. What will status symbols be like in the world to come? What will the future equivalents of Rolexes, Teslas, and super yachts be? Uh, thanks, Lee. Well, I'm trying, you know, there's only so many different ways that you can say same but different. You know what I mean? Because, like, of course, status symbols are going to be, are going to be important in the world to come because it's going to be very, like, uh, you know, uh, that it's, the this is this is the tricky thing about anarchy, right? Is that like you you get rid of the government so that you don't have hierarchy anymore, but without the presence of a government, it's hard to you know that's the thing. But what the what a government really does is prevent anyone else from coming into power, 
And if, you know, if, if the government that you have isn't that bad, then that's fine. But, like, if, you know, if it's, it's, if it's shitty, then it's, then, then you get a shitty government and there's no change. But, you know, the, the, the nice thing about democracy is that, or at least American democracy, is that most of the time, maybe, you know, don't pay too much close, into, close attention to the last couple of years, but, like, most of the time, it's basically fine, you know? It's not, maybe not for everybody, but, like, if you're, there, you know, if you're in America, there's like a decent chance that like you're not gonna no no one is gonna is is probably gonna do a fascism to you right now because a lot of what you know the purpose of our government is to keep other governments from being in power so that they can be in power. Um, and that's you know that's the nice thing about it. And so once that's gone, you know, kind of a mixed bag because no more government, which we can all we can all agree is a good thing, but in lieu of that government, new systems of hierarchy form. And without, and if it's, and, and, and when it's, and when it's so decentralized like that, it's, it's really just like whoever, like the biggest, strongest guy on the block is, that's who's in charge. And, in, you know, and if you're not the biggest, strongest guy, it's the guy with the most stuff. It's the guy with the most resources. That's how, that's how all society, you know, how a lot of kind of civilizations form is it's just like there's there's like a person who owns all the stuff and they're like hey if you do all the stuff required for maintaining my stuff I'll give you some of my stuff and uh, and that's how you get kings and so I say all this to say that like uh, you're how are you how do you know a king when you're looking at them skulls skulls bones jewels there's still going to be those um and honestly, like Rolexes, Teslas, and super yachts, if you can f- still find one of those, then yeah. Um, and but and the interesting thing is that like really, I feel like any any kind of old world uh, artifacts or technology, those are going to be really important. You know, like cause that's going to be impressive stuff. So maybe not like you know you you see like the 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 war the war chief of your village and maybe they're not going to be wearing like a Rolex but they might be wearing like um anyone my age remember like when we were in kindergarten and like the Rugrats movie came out and they put out this uh this this line of Rugrats watches that they gave out at Burger King and they had like a button on them that said little like, if you got, like, the Chucky one, it would say little things that, like, Chucky says. You know, he's got one of those. And that's not as good as a Rolex, but nobody has a Rolex, so people are going to be like, damn, you you can tell what time it is without having to, like, look directly at the, at the sun, which is 10,000 times brighter now than it was before the event, and it's also, like, mad at you. It's, like, trying to, it's, like, it's trying to shoot you. It's actively trying to kill you. If you can tell time without having to look at the very dangerous sun, then yeah, that's gonna that's absolutely gonna be a status symbol. So it's it's you know it's that's and you know the thing that you gotta you gotta think of is like there's there's gonna be a lot that's gonna it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a, a twisted reflection of reality. You know, it's it's unfortunately humans are gonna have a lot of the same uh, wants and needs and priorities, but the things available to them are gonna be different. So, you know, that's what they're going to have to deal with. I don't, was, I, bleh. I truly have no idea if this is going well. Truly, truly have no idea. Hi there, I'm in Las Vegas, and if my city still exists, what will its fate be? Will there still be gambling? And if so, how and on what? 
What will happen to other tourist cities around the world? Will they still be famous or desired travel destinations? P.S. Will, I'll be at your upcoming show in Vegas. Uh, I work at a local flower shop. If I would like to bring you a bouquet. So what flowers would you like it to be? Um, do they have Do they have covered bridges in Las Vegas? I don't know that they... I don't know that they do. Not a lot of... Uh, I, I, I know Las Vegas to be pretty dry. I don't think that there's a lot of rivers for... Um, that there's, like, a lot of rivers that you could bri- build a covered bridge over. Um, I mean, maybe a covered bridge would make sense in Nevada because, like, the more shade you can get, the better. But, no, I don't think I don't think they have those down there. So I think you – unfortunately, I think you might be mistaken. Um, but anyway, um, so what will Las Vegas's fate be? <laughs> I, I – you know – I really, I really want to come up with a funnier answer for this, but I, I truly don't think Las Vegas is going to change in any appreciable way. Like, there's going to be maybe some minor aesthetic changes. Like, instead of, instead of like, you know, rolling up to a casino in like a, in like a Hawaiian shirt with like a big gold chain and like sunglasses at night, you know, ready to party. You might roll up the, uh, roll up to the casino and like with like pauldrons. You know, like spiked pauldrons and maybe other articles of clothing, but not necessarily. Just fucking uh, rolling some craps with your dick out and some spiked pauldrons. Uh, But other than that, like it's going to be it's going to be a pretty similar thing. A lot of these things are pretty universal. Um, I'm sure that there will be, you know, over time, the 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 sport itself will evolve like poker will have different rules. Blackjack will have different rules. Um, you're going to want to be hitting 20 instead of 21 because, I don't know, 21 seems... I, why Why is it not like a nice round number like 20 would be? You were so close. Why do you need that little extra one there? Just have it be 20. A lot of things are going to be streamlined in the world to come. Simpler, more elegant. Um, stripped, and, you know, stripped, stripped of, of their... Uh, of their adornments. I'm sure that there's a better word I could have used there, but I'm, you know, we're just, we're just free, freewheeling it on this one. Um, in terms of what you're betting, uh, I, I, you know, I imagine it opens up. It's not going to be as much that like, Oh no, you can't bet money on this. It has to be whatever. It's going to be like, Oh, you, you can, you can bet money on this. But like, if you'd also like to bet your arm, that's also an option, you know? Why would anyone want your arm? That's up to them. It's kind of like it's it, it's kind of like a bartering thing. It's like you're you you know you run out of chips, chop your hand off, you throw it to the center of the table, and it's like, oh well, how much is this worth to you? You know. People either choose to accept that or don't, and then they you know they'll they'll you can take your hand if you win you get your hand back and you can't I mean you can't put it back on because it's been chopped off, but like you you know. You made a big show of it. And now everyone respects you, or or they win and they get your hand, and they'll they'll do what they're gonna do with it. You know, I guess eating it would maybe be the obvious choice, but also, I don't know, turn it into like a little puppet or something. I mean, that's just you know, I don't know that. That's just kind of like that's just kind of like the first thing that got. That's not like a vision. It's just like the first thing that popped into my head. But uh, you know, look, there's a lot of things you can do with a human hand. You know what I'm talking about. 
Think about it. Think about what you can do with a human hand. You know, making weird sex jokes for whatever reason feels not... I'm, it, I'm not nearly as comfortable with it if Will's not here. Like, if, I, if I'm with my buddy, then yeah, we're just we're having fun. But now I'm just being gross alone in my house. Nobody wants that. This is already a bad episode. I can't imagine anyone's actually listened this far into it. Now I'm now I'm making I'm doing crude humor, talking about pleasuring yourself with a decapitated hand. What is this? I shouldn't I shouldn't be doing this. I have no business doing this. This is what happens when you when you fucking break up the dream team. I, I just I, I I I get into this this utterly crass subject matter. Let's do a different one. Uh, dear, uh, dear Chris and Will, uh, I'm getting married in a few months. My fiance and I are writing our own vows. I have an idea of what I want to write, but I could use some help. Uh, what can I write that is romantic, thoughtful, and will let every lit witness uh, know that, and, and will let every witness know that we'll be a force to be reckoned with in the world to come? Thanks, Emily. Congratulations, Emily. Um, I okay. So I would start. I, I would I would I would start with something along the lines of like uh look upon my prize ye sniveling knaves in despair look at in in terror at what I have claimed as my own uh <laughs> I have I I have bested this man in mortal combat and his and and he is in his and his life is now he now belongs to me. And it's gonna be you're gonna, whatever you're gonna say. It's gonna be like it's gonna feel more planned than that. I'm just kind of freeballing it. But you're gonna be uh, I you know the trick is to project and to project. I'm and by project I mean like I mean shout like scream like you should you you I you should wait, honestly what you should do is like you should not speak at all to anyone for like a couple weeks before the ceremony and then when the ceremony happens just like i need you like everything like your voice needs to be completely fucking shot by the time you're done with these vows um and i think uh i don't know i think you're probably going to have to fight him i think you're going to probably have to fight your future husband um just as like a just so everyone knows what the score is you know and you can have like i like and you honestly so that he knows what the score is um because you know i'm not saying that every relationship that there needs to be like a power dynamic like that in every relationship um but if you know if your goal here is to specifically be like uh you know to 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 make people know that you can't be fucked with in the world to come, then the only way that they're going to know for sure is a, is an intense display of physical violence. And it, ultimately it doesn't matter which one of you wins as long as like you both put on a good show, you know? Um, but one of you does have to win. Uh, your, your wedding, not even your wedding, just like the vows, um, are going to end with one of you in just like a bloody heap on the ground, maybe dead. Maybe dead. I mean, I'm not saying that like you should go into it like trying to kill your 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 you know. 
your uh, your fiance, but uh, like if if you hold back, everybody at the wedding's gonna know. Everyone at the wedding is gonna know that it's fake and that you're weak and that um, that if they so choose, they could they could break into your house and steal your children and your gold, and you can't have that. So you have to like you. It has to be, you know, absolutely clear that at least one of you um, is 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 capable of protecting your gold and your children. That's the bare minimum. Um, and, you know, best case scenario, you know, uh, the, you know, you just, the fight goes on for hours, you know, just trading blow for blow. No, neither you going down. It's a fucking stalemate. And, uh, only, only one, only once both of you, both of you are, are bruised and bloody. Um, does the priest finally step in and stop you to be like, that's enough. You've made your point. Um, and you still you're gonna want to throw a couple punches after that just to show you're fucking crazy, you know? You're you're a fucking you're a fucking psycho. No one should be fucking with you. And um, and then they'll know. Then they'll know. So honestly, I mean, you can still do the you can still do the vocal part of the vows, but like, I my, what my suggestion would be actually is yeah, instead of doing vows. Just like, just like, dig a fucking pit, like a, a six foot pit, a uh, circular pit, um, in the uh, I don't know in the church if you're doing it at a church. Preferably, this would, I'm imagining this at like a fun kind of outdoor ceremony. But if it you know if you have to dig a hole in your church, then do that. Um, and then you just you got you guys just you know you both get greased up. If you you can you can stay in your wedding clothes if you want if you want to because I know that's a big deal for some people. You don't have to get naked, but. Uh, I mean, you can get naked, but if not, the the important thing is that you're greased up, um, and then just fucking go to town on each other, you know, just fucking no holds barred, just fucking just like every every tiny little frustration that you've had with this fucking guy over the past however long you've been together, you know, every little thing that you're like, oh, no, I don't know about this, but you know, it's honestly not that big a deal, so I'm just kind of let it go. This is your moment to not let it go. Um, because after that, you know, you're married and you've made a promise to God and there's nothing you can do, uh, from that point forward. But, um, you know, you're going to want to, you're going to want to, like, this is your one big shot to be like, you know, you really need to be sleeping on your side. Otherwise you snore. Um, but you keep sleeping on your back and I'm going to, I'm going to show you right now why you need to be sleeping on your side. And it's not abuse cause they're doing it to you too, you know? And it's just one time, just one time. Um, in front of all your friends and family and God, uh, just fucking, just fucking ripping each other apart. Um, and then you get, you know, and then you get, you get, you get to, you get to spend the next couple of weeks in adjacent hospital beds, just kind of holding hands. And it's going to be sweet because not only do you know, not only is all that out of you now, all of that kind of toxic kind of resentment has been expressed. Um, but also like you've never been closer. You've, you both have the shared trauma of having a partner just beat on you viciously. Is this okay? Was that whole thing that I just said okay? I don't know. It's going in. It was a good, it was a nice little chunk of content, so I don't feel like I can afford not to put it in. So here we are. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no talking. Words, Words, words are for words are for people who are too weak of mind to do what needs to be done. Anything that you need to express to uh, to your lover, you can do that through violence, and that's how I would suggest that you do it.
Okay. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's good. <laughs> um. Dr. Gonzo asks, if you need food during the apocalypse, would you eat each other? Uh, I, when, when you say each other, I would, I, I'm assuming that you mean will. And the answer is just an un, un, is unequivocally yes, you know? And not even because it would be like he's, you know, he's all he's all skin and bone, that guy. You know, I feel like it would be, a, you know, it's just like there's 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 just no meat on them bones. But it's it's more a matter of principle than anything else, because here's the thing. I, I got a lot of meat on my bones, whole lot of meat. I'm a I'm a tasty looking motherfucker. You know, you could live off. You can feed your whole family on me for months. And Will's going to know that. He's going to take one look at me after the bombs drop and he's going to be like, this is like, I don't even need all this, all this, all these canned beans that I've been stockpiling because Chris is right here. And that's, that's, that's going to be all the protein I need. It's going to be all the fucking fatty proteins I need. Imagine cooking my ass in my own, in like my own rendered ass fat. Delicious. Incredible. You know? I mean, who wouldn't? And so, like, and and and, and so, I, I just, I simply have to get him first. That's what it comes down to. Is that like I know he's gonna want to eat me, so I, I'm, I have to eat him. Um. And I think that's what I think that's what anyone would do. I think that's, I mean, obviously, it's what he would do in my position. But like, even if our positions were reversed, I think he would still do that because it's what I do to him. Um, because like, friendship's important. Of course, friendship's important. It's the most important thing in the world. But uh, <clears throat> Papa's got to eat. You know what I mean? Like the second I get even a little bit peckish, that guy is uh, that guy's that guy the guy's going straight down the gullet. And I probably I honestly it probably I wouldn't even. It's gonna be like I I'm gonna eat all the meat on his body, and it'll be like three hours, and I'll be hungry again. Cause there's just like there's maybe. There's maybe like a, a McDonald's quarter pounders worth of worth of meat in there, um, which you know that's a meal, but it's also like a whole guy. It's like a whole guy, and it's just one meal. Um, so I guess if I were to boil boil, boil the answer to this, this question down, uh, I wouldn't you know I wouldn't like it because I imagine that his his meat is stringy and not particularly filling, but I would do it. I would do it. Um, Honestly, out of respect, you know. Like I, I respect him enough to know that he's gonna do what he needs to do with me, you know, in terms of eating me, and I respect him enough not to let him do it, you know. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fucking lay down for him. I'm gonna make him work for it. All right, uh, this person just sent a bunch of fanfics involving Will. Maybe if I'm really, um, maybe maybe if I'm, I'm really just kind of. Uh, if I, if I, if there, if I just have nothing at some point, I'll come back to that. Um, hey, Will and Chris, how will feet act as a weapon in the world to come? What the fuck are you talking about, Benji? What do you mean, how will feet act as a weapon? What does that mean? What, you think just because everything's all topsy-turvy, we're going to use our fucking feet for weapons? No, you're going to use a gun or a sword. And if you could, and if you can find a way to use a gun and a, or a sword with your foot that's pretty cool you know that's neat i'd like i'd like to watch you do that 
but uh, I don't think it's necessary. I don't think you need to do that. I've, in fact, I think it would be a lot more effective to just use your hands. I mean, you know, like you're you're looking you're you're looking for, uh, you know. Not everything's going to be different. You still use your fucking hands to grab things and your feet to walk. You fucking psychopath. How will feet act as weapons in the world to come? Good God. Um, all right. All right. What else we got here? What else we got here? I got a bunch of emails from the Church of Scientology. Because... I just, I'm, what, I'm assuming what happened is, is one of you signed up for the Church of Scientology using our email address, which is very funny. I'm not going to lie. That's a pretty good bit. It's a pretty good bit to just, like, use, like, a public email that someone uses for, like, a podcast and just, like, give it to the Scientologists. I'm not, that's, I'm not, I'm, I'm not being, like, that's, like, a, that's a good bit. I'm not even kidding. That's a pretty funny bit, and I like it. Um, but they are emailing me a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. Like, damn, like, every couple of days I'm getting an email from L. Ron Hubbard's ghost. Fucking Tom Cruise is just sitting sitting at his computer writing Litwick emails. Um... Maybe I'll cut this part out. I don't know. I I I don't know. This one just says human juice. All right, this is this is a long one. That you know it's you know it's a long one when they when they do a summary sentence at the beginning that they put in bold so that you know this person this person's putting the fucking effort in, which is not necessarily a good thing. Not necessarily what I want, but I'm going to read this question and we'll see if if it's worthy of answering. Hi Will and Chris. My 11-year-old doesn't realize that every living thing has blood. How do I break it, break this to him in order to prepare him for the world to come? I am a camp counselor for a multi-arts camp, and I work with kids aged 4 to 11. Yesterday, one of my kids' scabs came off, one of my kids scabs came off during dance, and he began to bleed profusely, and he ended up getting some blood on the ground. I didn't see this happen, so he came to me and told me that he had gotten human juice on the floor. He is 11. With this phrase, with the phrasing he used when he said that he had gotten human juice on the ground, he didn't call it blood. Uh, I worry he doesn't know about no about all the living things having blood. What do I do? How do I break this to him? He needs to know how will this child's ignorance affect him in the world to come. Smoochies, Sophie. And that's you know that's a pretty good question. Um, I think there's a time in every young man's life where you have to sit him down. Uh, you know, you, you, you sit him down and you, you explain to him the birds and the beads. Um, you know, you tell him that both birds and bees have blood and that humans have it too. And that you should really know that by now because you're going to be a man soon. Um, 
I mean, yeah, of course it's important. Of course it's important. Um, I guess I guess we start with the with the first question, which is like, how do you how do you explain it to him gently that it, he has blood? I think the only thing that you can do is just rip the bandaid off as quick as humanly possible. I think you you sit him down. Maybe even I look, and he might he might not like what he hears. So maybe tie him down. Strap strap this eleven this this four to eleven year old to a chair, uh, and look him dead in the eyes. Uh, with like, and you put like those like what are they like scapulas and it's like the clockwork orange things. Make sure his eyes stay open. And you look him into the eyes and you say, "You're full of blood. You're full. Of, you're you're full of juice. You think you're a person, but you're not. I mean, you are, but you're not. You're not a person. You're a you're you're a you're a, a trillion fold freak sandcastle of cells. You're a, you're not a thing. You're not a per, you're not a single entity. You're a fucking hive mind. And and part of what that means is that." 90% of your body is just fucking weird red water. That's like what most of what you are, honestly, is just like stuff sloshing around in there. Um, you know, I guess what I'm saying is that like, I, th I think the way to ease him into it is like, I, look, the idea that your body is, is full of this thing is a lot less intimidating. If you, if you first like kind of, kind of break down the existential lie of consciousness for him. If you first explain to him that like that consciousness isn't real, that it's just like a magic trick, the brain plays itself, shadows dancing on a wall. Um then like that that kind of opens up this idea that like oh, it's all just like a system, right? It's all just like you know. So so yeah, tie tie your kid to a chair and tell him that your his consciousness is fake. Um, that, that everything, that he's never actually perceived a real thing in his life. All of his senses are just a projection being played inside of his brain. It's best possible approximate, it's best possible approximation of the world around him. Um, and by that point, the blood's not going to really seem like such a big deal. It's just going to be fucking blood, you know, just one, one more, one, one more countless collection of things. I don't mean like you know collection of countless things. I mean like this collection, this like billions of billions of atoms and cells, separate things. You know, fully separate things that come together to create the lie that is your consciousness, um, that is your life, that is your existence. You know, just really, just like I, yeah, like instead that. So yeah, instead of being direct and just like telling him what blood is, make this make this child experience ego death. Um, and then the blood's not going to matter as much. Yeah. Okay. I think that's good. I think I, I think I covered that. How am I doing on time? 30, 40, 43 minutes, 43 minutes. Okay. I can, I can maybe do a little more. This isn't so bad. I mean, it's, it's a bad episode that I hope nobody listens to, but hey, you know, all things considered, this could have gone worse. This definitely could have gone worse. Okay. Let's, let's see here. Hello, I'm just I'm just reading this. I have no idea if it's good or bad. Hello, Chris and Will. There was once a time where happiness was easy achie easily achievable for the average man. Will the post event will will post eventilic will the post eventilic world that's pretty good. Will the post eventilic world bring that time back? Will the will there be any splinter emotions that we don't have today? I don't know what a splinter emotion is. Other than like when you get a splinter and it hurts and you're fucking pissed about it. Uh, but in terms of uh, 
you know, in terms of happiness, I mean, again, this is going to seem like a cop-out answer, but, like, it depends on you. It's going to depend on on you and how resourceful you are. In a lot of ways, it's going to be, like, doing all the best parts of, like, a Fallout game, which is, like, the parts that have nothing to do with the story. Just kind of wandering around, shooting guns at cockroaches, um, building a shelter, uh, shooting guns at at like weird irradiated cow things, mostly shooting guns. If you like shooting guns, then yeah, you're going to be really happy. It's a real one-to-one thing, you know, because you're going to be shooting a lot of guns. But if you're not into shooting guns, if you're like, if you're, if you're like weak and frail and susceptible to radiation poisoning, um, then I think, I think it's still possible for you to be happy because, but, but it's going to be, it's going to be harder. That's the thing, right? Is, uh, it's going to be about mindset because like best case scenario, the radiation will turn you into a beautiful golden God, uh, who floats 20 feet off the ground and, um, can, you know, is, is just like a, a physical manifestation of power and serenity. And if that's you, you're probably going to be happy because you control everything on the other end of the spectrum. You might, uh, you might burn to death in the, in the initial blast and Hey, if that's happening, congratulations. Like you're done. You know? There's not there's look, there's nothing better than like the sweet final moments before death after you have uh like before it comes but after you have accepted your fate. Cuz it's like it's like you know that feeling you get when like homework gets canceled or like when uh when when you you're you're forced, you know, you yeah, you know, when 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 you have when you get to cancel plans you didn't really want to do. But then there's also, you know, there's also like something thrilling about canceling plans that you do want to do, right? Like there's just something like like I I maybe it's just me personally, but like anytime I find out that I can just that I don't have to go do a thing and can instead just kind of like hang out and fucking do whatever I want, that that's instant relief and like i'm i'm willing to bet that like the last couple milliseconds before your death assuming that you have come to terms with it at that point are going to be great because it's just like oh i have nothing to worry about you know there's nothing left for me to worry about all of my problems have literally gone up in flames they have they have been reduced to ash by nuclear fire um and 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 in that one beautiful perfect moment your life is uh is good um should I like shout out the suicide hotline or something? I don't want anyone to misinterpret what I just said. Um, I don't know the suicide hotline, but if you're feeling something, go call it because life is worth living. We like to joke here at Life in the World to Come about how sick it would be to kill yourself. But the hey, the thing is that it wouldn't actually. That the more you know, don't try not to don't die would be good. It's fine, Chris. No one is listening to this part. They've all turned it off. Hey, Chris and Will. In the world to come, what can we expect to happen to public libraries? Will there even be public libraries? I'm working on one. I'm, I'm working in one now, and I quite enjoy it, but I want to prepare uh, how I can adapt its change, adapt to its changes in the world to come. Thanks, Morgan. Well, Morgan, um, I mean, like, the libraries are still going to be physically there. Um, you know, again, again, like, you know, the ones that were not vaporized in nuclear fire, but like the ones that didn't, well, they'll still be there. There will still be libraries. 
Um, you'll still be able to go in. You'll still be able to find books. Whether or not you know how to read is probably going to be a different question. But, like, you can – the books are still going to be there and you can do whatever the fuck you want with them. Turn them into a little hat, you know? And that's going to be novel because most of the hats are going to be, you know, vaporized in nuclear fire. So if you can wear a little book on your head, that's fun. That's fashion. Um, you know, you could you could you'd use them for kindling. Uh, I would say toilet paper, but you'll have you'll be beyond the need for that. I think at that point, you know, most of that's just gonna stay where it is. You know, the stuff that you would get rid of with toilet paper. You know. You go long enough without toilet paper and you just you just kind of you get used to the feeling of having a shitty ass. And so you're not going to necessarily need to uh to to use the books for that purpose, but you could, you know. If you're like a fancy little boy, if you're like a fancy little guy and you and you're you need to pamper your little butt, then yeah, you could you could go to a library and use the pages for that. Um and some would some, you know, some would say that that's disrespectful or wasteful. But like motherfucker, you don't know how to read anymore. Nobody does. It's a law. Lo- it's a lost thing. No one's gonna know. So like, what's the fucking point, right? You know what I mean? Um. And in terms of like, like a, a large public building that you can go into to like borrow stuff that you're then gonna give back. Um, you're gonna have that, but it's not gonna be with books. It's gonna be with say with me now on three one two three guns. Yes. That's right. Firearms. Um, because they're fucking cool, you know? They're just fucking cool. And everyone's going to want them and need them for stuff. Uh, you know, you just go and you get... Who, need, who, needs, who needs the written word when you have all the power that a, that a big, beautiful gun will afford you? Oh, Jesus Christ. What am I at? 50 minutes? Um... Okay. Yeah, it's, you know, that, maybe this is fine. Maybe just, like, an awkward 50-minute long, unedited, lots of pauses uh, episode is appropriate for what this is. Because I want you guys to miss Will. Um, Jesus Christ, like, that was in question. I mean, listen to this fucking thing. Clearly, clearly I need someone to bounce off. Um... But no, no, he had to go, he had to go, uh, he had to get in his little car and drive across the, uh, the, the Northeast looking at, looking at covered bridges, covered fucking bridges, the stupidest fucking thing. Like what, I mean, he could be doing this cool podcast and he's, he's just looking at, I mean, you see, look, I, you see, I don't want to, you see one covered bridge, you've seen them all. You just have. I'm sorry. Like it's like I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to come out against covered bridges, but they're all the fucking same. I'm not joking. Like they're the people go on covered bridge tours. It's like a thing. It's like a thing that people do. There's like a covered bridge near my place in Vermont, and there's people parked outside of it all the time, just looking at it, just looking at it, taking bridge. It's a fucking bridge. It's a fucking old bridge. I mean, I can, I can imagine, like, you know, maybe going to check it out, but, like, but, like, hanging out, you know? And, like, and then, like, you know, going to one covered bridge, taking a picture of it, and then driving to a, a, to a different covered bridge to also take a picture of that. 
Like people spend people spend their summers doing that. People like Will. I mean, I he's got so much talent, and instead of doing something constructive with it, he's he's on a fucking covered bridge tour. Fucking guy. Okay. Well, you know, this is probably good enough for what I wanted to do here. Um, the purpose, of, you know, I forget if I said this enough, but the Patreon is officially making enough money that uh, I feel bad for not putting out an episode. Um, and this barely counts as that, but, you know, uh, te- technically I did what I said I would do. So you can't, uh, don't, don't take your money away. Not because I not because I need it. It's not that much, but it's just it feels nice, you know. It feels nice knowing that like, knowing that basically I stole a cup of coffee from you. I like that feeling. I know I like knowing that you could have bought a cup of coffee but didn't, because you're listening to this instead. You fucking you fucking fool! You idiot. That's why I do these. You know. That's why I put these out so that you can listen to them and be like, fuck. God, fuck, I can't believe I spent $5 on this. So yeah, uh, Liz, uh, find, you know, find us on, find us on, uh, Patreon to give us even more of your, of your money. Uh, find, uh, we're on Discord, our intro and outro music is We Are the Hellhounds by the Taxpayers. I feel, I think I'm supposed to say that because of, <clears throat> like, uh, like a fair use stuff or whatever, but, um. I always forget, but they, 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 that's from them. Uh, you may buy our merch, buy a fucking t-shirt or something. You can email us at uh, lifeintheworldtocom at gmail.com. All right, I'm going to listen to this and decide whether or not I just wasted a fucking hour of my life. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ah!